Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. With the game being faster than ever, um, the transition game being faster than ever, the skill of the league being better than ever, yeah, if you have you know big mobile defensemen that can defend but can also move the puck, um, can get you out of your zone, can actually kill plays in the neutral zone, so you're not spending time in your zone, they're really valuable. Um, and I, I think they always have and always will be, but even more heightened now. I think there's a handful of defensemen in this draft that you know could be really good long-term NHL players that are worthy of top 15 picks in the NHL draft. So, you know, when I said before, that's part of the intrigue. That's that's one of the the factors in that. I think you you could see, you know, two defensemen taken in the top 12. You could see three or four defensemen taken in the top 12. Neither one would shock me. Is that foreshadowing for the Sabres for one week from tonight in round one of the draft in Nashville? Or is it random cherry picking of comments by us from director of amateur scouting Jerry Fortin and GM Kevin Adams? Regardless, these are talking points and we're diving in headlong as we are now a week away from the draft. And of course, Marty Baran, the team building has continued as far as roster construction reconstruction, whatever you want to call it. We've got some familiar faces coming back as well. Continuity is a word that the Sabres use a lot. And then yeah, when continuity? you look... Continuity? Continuity? Continuity. The wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Um, I um, That's the word that we Kevin Adams uses a lot. Uses a lot with his staff. Uses a lot with his players. And so we saw... Uh, Zemgis Gergensons getting extended yesterday. I love seeing Zemgis Gergensons because I know I don't have to worry about the S's. I know there's S's everywhere, right? You know how I add an S to everything. So Zemgis Gergensons. Um, and listen, at 2.5 million for one year, um, our buddy James Finch, um, which who will be joining us next week uh, leading up to uh, uh, free agencies with AFP yep. Analytics. Um they had Jurgensen's at about 2.3, 2.4 million on a three-year deal, according to their model, right? So a one-year 2.5 is probably the appropriate salary for Zemgus. When it comes to the Sabres, right now, there's not a salary cap worry, in my opinion, when it comes to next year. And you have a leader and you have somebody that can come in and, and help out with uh, continuity with the team. <laughs> 
Continuity. Come on, no, no, man. I'm saying it my way. It sounds better. All right. Well, we know this. Gergensen's hit uh, double digits and goals again last year, but we wanted to hear from the GM, Kevin Adams, as far as just He does so many things. That, he is bringing uh, back make an impact in our for team. another go around. Not cheat the game. If you're looking at just the pure hockey player, he plays a really important role. The guy, he, he's so consistent. The guy is so competitive. Everything matters to him, and he cares so much about this organization, and he plays an important role on our team from an on-ice standpoint. Um, he doesn't cheat the game. Uh, just does, does a lot of things that help you win hockey games. So that's the hockey player. Um, and then the person, the leader, the, the consistency of, of just his professionalism every day, I think is something that um, I felt was, was important um, to continue to build moving forward that our young players will learn from. And he, uh, he's, he's excited. You know, speaking to him yesterday, he really believes that we're about to take a step. And, and he, he's put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in this organization and wanted to continue that. All right. Now, I'm confused, Marty. They always say if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Clearly, the GM says Zemgus is not cheating. So is he not trying? What's going on here? Well, um, there's being honest and sometimes there's being too honest. Uh, oh. But no, I've I've seen Zemgus cheat a little bit. I've seen him hook. I've seen him grab. I've seen him uh, kick a puck or two. And, and uh, you know, there's that's normal. But no, I think the process... Is uh, and and you're right. Look, as a goalie, uh -huh. the, the amount of times, and now that there's so many darn cameras on the goalies and on the goals and on the goal line and everything in every sports, you can't cheat. But the amount of times I pulled a puck off the goal line that went in by an inch, but nobody saw it and I didn't say anything, um, I may repent from that. And I have done my uh, uh, my my due diligence on it. But no, it's uh, it's definitely a, a, a don't cheat the the process. Don't cheat how you're getting ready. Don't cheat how you're preparing. And Zemgus is not cheating any of that. He loves it here. The team loves him. Uh, they call him Gussie. And uh, Gussie is, is a big part of this organization. Now, I mean, every year, right? And I remember Zemgus Gergensen, Johan Larson debate, like a few years back. Who do you keep? Right. Do you keep That's a few them, years right? back. So I have to ask the question and yeah. interrupt here boldly. Are you shocked that we're sitting here before July 1st and Gergensen's and Opozo are already back in the mix? I am to a certain extent. Uh, now, I do believe that we had a little bit of the same situation last year when Anders Bjork is coming back and, uh, you know, there, there was no buyout. There's no like, oh, we're trading them. And 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 all of a sudden you're like, oh, is it going to block Quinn and Paterka? Are right. they making uh, the necessary moves to allow Quinn and Paterka to get there? We mm -hmm. can ask the same question here. Are you blocking Kulik? Are you blocking Savoy? Are you blocking Rusek? Are you blocking Roseanne? Are you blocking anybody from coming up? I think that the, it is a different situation, but I don't see Gergensen's and Oposo blocking these young prospects and their chance of making the team. I see this is about depth. This is about leadership. This is about a role. Um, maybe it's blocking Tyson Jost. From staying around. Well, Maybe. hang on. I mean, but they're on the roster. So they, Jost is not, by the way. Yeah. They have made it clear to his camp that they would like to have him back. But they, you know, aren't in a position to say anything more than that at this point in time. But the fact is, 21 and 28 are on the roster. 
So yes. by definition, does that not mean that they are in line to potentially block some guys? Well, they're in line to take one of the expected 14 forwards spot on the roster. Who? Uh, two of 14, yes. <laughs> they're in line to take two. What each one has taken, yes. They're in line to take two of the 14 roster spot on the roster. Here's the way that I look at it. Well, hang on. You're never one that ever goes to the 14. I've been pleading for 14 forever. You yes. always stick with 13. So don't go changing your Marty Baron philosophy on me here without notification. What's up? Well, no, the, 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 the 13 last year was because they had a third goalie on the roster, right? So you've got three extras. You got 23 on the yeah. rosters. We still have to get to that topic too. I so. know. And that's going to be, I'm putting in, I, I'm trying to punt that one down in <laughs> August and September. You don't that's, want five punts in the first quarter here. Marty. Uh, this, this is not good television. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. You're absolutely right. I'm punting that one for today, but um <laughs> I think normally you go with two extra forwards and extra D. Okay. So I'm assuming that if you're bringing Zemgus Gergensen's back and Caloposo back, mm-hmm. you also are thinking they're not, well, maybe Zemgus a little bit more than Cal to a certain extent, but they're not everyday player. That's a, that's a baseball term, right? An everyday player. So I would think that when you do your model for the season, maybe you're expecting Cal to play in 50 to 60 games. Maybe Zemgus to play in 55 to 65 games. Maybe there's a 10 game out there that there's, you know, these guys get banged up and, you know, so you're, you're, you're projecting that. Now, if you told me that they both are going to be 82 games from start to finish and will always be in the roster, I'm saying, okay, well, that doesn't fit my view of where I see the Sabres going, but there's no way of knowing that here in the month of June. Um, the only thing is that I believe Don Granado is looking at his roster. Like Kevin Adams puts the roster together. Don Granado manages the roster. Mm-hmm. Roster Who plays where? They have conversation, but that's the coach, right? I do believe Don Granado likes that veteran presence, right? The Kyle, the Zemgis, um, you know, clearly. to a certain extent. Was that? I said clearly. Clearly, yes. <laughs> but, you know, you're going to see that at times there's there may be a rotation like we saw last year. Last year we saw a J.J. Paterka, Jack Quinn, Peyton Krebs rotation. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a Kyle Zemgus, Jordan Greenway rotation. Maybe that's the way you look at the, how you're building your team. I, I'm trying to imagine Kyle and Zemgus listening to the show right now. And their skin is getting really... Oh, it's... Yes. (laughs) Because they're not liking what you're saying. The only thing you didn't say was load management, which, of course, is the great buzz phrase in sports today. And obviously, we'll see how it plays out. But you mentioned... Listen, you talked quickly because you say listening to radio shows. I feel like I've earned that entitlement, maybe. And I will tell you exactly when I've earned that. I remember after the 2008-2009 season, my second year with the Flyers, I'm driving around listening to an NHL radio show, Mm -hmm. and they're doing look back at the year fantasy like type numbers or whatever. I got bombed. Like they had a button. They're like Marty Baron, the Flyers, bomb. Like they had a button. They're like. After 31 wins a year before, we thought he was going to go up to 34, 35 wins, save percentage. I got bombed on radio while I was listening to it. So I get that feeling. But I also know that most professional athletes, and I'm saying 99% of them, 
they under I understood the situation. I'm like, yeah, I was bad last year. I wasn't at the level I was two, two years ago. And that's the reason why I waited three weeks in free agency. Right. And that's that's what it is. So if I'm Zemgus and Kyle, I'm saying I I think you guys have a major role with this team. I think that you also know your role is not like Tage Thompson role. It's not like Alex Duck role. It's not oh. like Rasmus Dallin role. It's a different role. And in my team, you're as important as any other piece, but you're not going to be 82 game type player. That's not the way I see it formulating. Right. And two things can be true here. You, as a former player and co-host of this show, are 100% entitled to having the opinion you have. I was not for a second suggesting that Zemgus and or Kyle would be mad at you for doing your job. All I'm saying is that anytime anyone questions an athlete, whether they're in their late 20s or mid 30s, their professional drive is going to kick in oh, and yeah. without throwing darts back at the author of the comments, they are just going to continue along being as motivated as they've always been. I still yeah. remember that radio show 14 years later, Duffer, as right. summer of 2009. I still remember that. You, and I remember you, who did, did it. Said, did you get bonged? What did I you, got what bombed. That? Like bombed. they were like, okay. there's a. <laughs> I was thinking bong. Yeah, know, maybe big, that anyway. too. Okay. Well, not to believe <laughs> It's just this, a blimp but... on the radar. <laughs> it is. Look, there it goes. <laughs> great, great aerial coverage today of Sabres Live. We appreciate that. Um, <laughs> the one, one name already that is in the mix of, you know, trying to work his way through this traffic jam in front. Yes. That is Lucas Rusek, who was the oh, yeah. leading scorer last year for the Amherst. And Kevin Adams, of course, was able to get him on contract yesterday. It's a two-year deal. The first year is two-way. The second year is one-way. What's noteworthy about that, he was not a true RFA. He was a group 102 what is it? 10.2C? 10.2C, yes. 10.2C. So he wasn't eligible for an offer sheet, but because of the few number of games played, remember he missed that first year with the Amherst largely due to the knee injury, and he only got in for the last 20. Anyway, long story short, he's eligible to go down to Rochester without requiring waivers. Yes. That explains pretty much the automatic nature of year one of this contract. And that is a two-way deal. The second year being one way, who knows who might be on the Sabres roster at that point in time? Will they have considered bringing back 28 and 21 at that point in time? There's a lot of runway between now and then. All we know is that one of the many highlights during the course of this regular season was Rusek coming up for his first NHL game, scoring a goal on his very first shot. Here's yes. the general manager on Rusek and why they re-signed him. He certainly performed well in the two games in a small sample size when he, when he played in the National Hockey League. He was really good in Rochester all year, into the playoffs. Um, he can play up and down your lineup. He can play any position. He can play any type of game as you guys, if you were watching in Rochester in the playoffs, games that were nasty and hard, no issue there. Games that are more wide open in skill, no issue there. 
Uh, he's extremely smart and extremely competitive. Um, so all the stuff that we're looking for. So we're excited to get him under contract. We just think he's a good player. We do project him um, as a guy that will be an NHL player. Now, if it's the start of the season, like I said, it's the same kind of idea. If he comes and earns a job, great. But we do see him as a player that's still young and getting better and, um, and also just a really good kid. You know, like uh, his teammates love him, good energy. Um, but I do think a versatility of a player like that, when you're talking about your specific NHL roster, you're trying – in the NHL, it goes back to Zemgis, and you're trying to build your roster a certain way with certain roles. And a guy like him who you feel like can play any forward position, can play with more skill guys, could play more of a checking role, can kill penalties, those guys are pretty important. Um, so that's, what we, that's why we made the decision we made. Marty, knowing what you know, what is your group of forwards looking like for the Sabres now? Well, there's still holes, uh, number one. Like How many? I'm, well, technically there's one hole, but I'm moving ahead with two holes on the group of forward right now. Um, so well, I have... I'm going to be a jerk and say technically there are no holes right now. Because you're right. They haven't, they haven't moved anyone. Yes, Technically, you're right, but I also am. I'm utilizing a 14 forward roster, um, so I'm putting four lines and two extras. So then there is two holes for me. So I do have Skinner, Thompson, Tuck. That's a line. Maybe it's not. Maybe they change it up a little bit. But for my, you know, benefit, I'm going to put them as a line. I do have Quinn, Cousins, Paterka. That's also. Top six, those are your your core group forwards. You're moving forward. Mm-hmm. I do have Casey Middlestat on an island right now uh, as a third-line middle island because I don't have Victor Olofsson on my group of 12 forwards at this moment. I'm mm-hmm. we're kind of all expecting that Victor is going to be moved at some point, although things could be you know changing by the minute, and Victor could easily slide back in on the right or the left with Casey Middlestat, and I have a hole there. I have two holes on my roster on what would be a top nine position. And then rounding up my forward group, I do have Zemgus, Kyle, Peyton Krebs, and Jordan Greenway as four players that would be, you know, pseudo fort liners. Like, look, mm-hmm. could you elevate players to play third line? Absolutely. Can you put them in different situations? Absolutely. But that's the way I look at my forward group right now on my whiteboard. So I do have two holes to fill, right? Is Lucas Rusek maybe filling one of those roles at some point during the year? Possibly. I don't have him in my lineup, uh, some lineup for opening day, but I think he's knocking on the door. You know, obviously you got the Kulik and the Savoy chat. You've got, hey, they're gonna sign anybody in free agency? Are gonna they gonna trade, acquire somebody? There's there's holes open for the possibility of. If not, you fill them in with uh, within the uh, the organization. So, who, if there is, let's say, a wing spot available alongside Casey Middlestaff? Yes. Who right now has the upper hand? Galik, Savoy, Roseanne, Byro, Rusek, Murray, Weisbach. Well, there's a couple Keeping of Keeping in mind names. that when camp broke last year and a large collection of them went back to Rochester, they were all considered to be in almost the same boat, seemingly, as what Rusek is listed as now. And 
knocking that on the is, door. That is to say, knocking on the door, very close. I, this is a really large group of guys, and I don't know how many are guaranteed to end up going through waivers and ending up back in Rochester Look, if they're all re- retained. If you do lose a player to waivers, the Sabres lost Casey Fitzgerald to waivers this right. year. And look, it happens. They were able to acquire Tyson Joes to waivers. Mm-hmm. It happens. You lose some, you gain some, right? I would say number one on that list of players from Rochester that are not knocking on the door to fill a roster spot. Number one for me is Yuri Kulik. Uh, he had a great season. I see Kulik in the exact same shoes as Jack Wynn last season, right? Last summer, we were talking about uh-huh. Jack Wynn. I'm talking about you, Kulik, in the same way. Um, I was always very high on Matt Savoy, and I'm still very high on Matt Savoy looking ahead to the future for the Buffalo Sabres. Uh-huh. There's a few elements that come into play for me when it comes to Matt Savoy next year. Number one, it's the NHL or juniors, most likely for Matt Savoy, unless the Sabres were able to find a way for Matt Savoy to maybe play some games in Rochester. Maybe it's a conditioning stand, 10 games, and then, you know, you you figure it out like Shane Wright did last year, right? He was in the NHL at a conditioning, the AHL ended up in juniors. Maybe you try Matt Savoy. Uh, as by a the way, he's playing in game seven of the Calder Cup final tonight. tonight. Yeah, yes. on NHL Network in Coachella Valley, by the way, not in Hershey. Somebody made a mistake on this show today, yesterday, so Never I just happens. want to make sure that uh, we correct that. But it is at 10 p.m., I think, on NHL Network tonight. So It's free, uh, but, also on the AHL app. Oh, well, good, good. Uh, but here's the thing. Like, Matt Savoy, to me, um, and especially with the, the, the transferring of the Winnipeg WHL franchise to a new place, like, I'm not saying that the junior teams have a lot of saying, like Kevin Adams and the Sabres are saying, hey, if he's an NHL player, he's an NHL player. It's too bad yeah. juniors. But I think that plays into it a little bit of the somewhat the pressure that the new ownership group is going to say, hey, we would like to have our stud back. So for one more year, I, I feel like Savoy is shy of earning a NHL roster spot. If he could play in the AHL next year, that would be perfect well, for him. But I, I don't have Matt Savoy up there. I have Yuri Kulik as one. And then two, I have Linus Weisbach. To be honest with you, my Linus. number two is Weis- Linus Weisbach. Sorry, <laughs> Linus Olmark. <laughs> Linus Olmark and Dan Bilesma will have ruined me forever with that name. But. I I only had to blurt it out because you have no idea how much I struggle with that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, it's I correct. So, and listen, you so laugh bad for me. The amount of time I hear people say Linus Allmark. Oh, I, Unre- I, I yell I in my car, like when I, I hear know. it or on the TV, when I hear it watching other games. So it's you're, Linus Allmark, Linus Weisbach. Weisbach is too. You're not being like super bold here, which I get it. Like our passports, you know, still reflect Canada so it makes us vanilla by nature and whatever whatever yeah, but like I apologize you, for that by the way no, no, I apologize I'm, the one, for, I'm literally no, no. Sitting, I'm like as, a, a, as a true Canadian here. I'm apologizing for being too <laughs> vanilla sorry sorry <laughs> but like are you really believing that that cool Kulik, Kulik here we go again is like at the the closest to the door because you were so high on Weisbach last year. Yeah. And then I think Rusek wowed everybody to a certain extent in a completely different way, but maybe a more NHL ready way. I don't know. So when I'm looking at this list, like I can, can we sit here right now and say 
I can't. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Wait to watch the preseason. Oh. Is that possible? Can any hockey person actually bring themselves to say that? And should we be saying that? We should be saying that because this is the type of of feelings we haven't had in a long time, right? It has been happening the last few years. Development camp, rookie tournament, rookie showcase. It's packed at Harbor Center. People Uh want to see it. I want to see what the battles are going to be like next year. I think Lucas Rusek is going to be an NHL player. Don't get me wrong. Uh I think I know what I'm getting with Lucas Rusek at the NHL level, which is a really nice player. Yuri Kulik, to me, when I project Yuri Kulik, I'm saying above. He's above Lucas Rusek. I'm uh-huh. projecting him to be like Jack Quinn, a guy that's going to score a goal, that's going to have an impact, a real impact on games. Linus Weisbach, for me, I can see him in the NHL and having an impact as well. I can see him with his quickness, with some physicality. So the competitive nature of Linus Weisbach, to me, is NHL ready. And I'm saying these are the two front runners. Now, if you go to camp and one or the two of them really struggle or are injured in some sort and can't start the season, there's a list of players to come up. And Lucas Rusak is in that list. Brendan Byro is in that list. Like those would be the next two. Um, who did you who did you put on the list? Did you put Roseanne on the list? Yeah. Roseanne is a little bit behind for me. Just he needs a little bit more maturing, a right. little bit more physical and mental maturing. But they said I said that about see... Gretzky at one point. Too. Yeah, I good. I get that. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I still think that Roseanne again, a great. So there's a difference between my three years down the li- down the road list and my yeah. next September list. There, there's a difference. Roseanne would be behind Kulik and by three years down the road. But next year, he's probably fifth. I guess what I'm asking, though, is because you're very clear now. You've said it twice, so I'm not going to make you say it a third time. But do do you not think that any one of these guys 
maybe that's stretching him. Do you not think that somebody could like completely blow up these other guys out of the water? Like, do you not think it's possible that Roseanne comes in and absolutely looks 10 times better than Kulik in camp? Yeah. Yeah, that's a like possibility. Any, I guess what I'm saying is anything's possible, right? So I'm really, really, really not trying to over-promote and or shortchange anyone at this point because, like, the, the crazy thing I have about Weisbach right now is everything, honestly, that Seth Appert has told us about that exact competitive nature. And he seems to me, and I could be completely wrong on this, he seems to me to be a guy that could be a lot better with better players at the NHL level. Yeah. That can maximize his skill set. I don't know why I'm saying that because in a broad brush, that's kind of a dumb statement because in everybody should maybe be that way, but it doesn't always work out that way. You now, know here's saying? another thing that may play into the decision when it comes to, look, we, we're making projection, but when it comes to camp and when it comes to making decisions, you have to take in all the factors, right? You talk about yep. waiver exempt players, mm -hmm. right? If you fear that a player may be claim on waivers and you don't want to lose that player, it affects your decision at the end. And maybe right. you buy a little bit more time. Maybe you say, I'm going to keep this player on the roster for the first 10, 15 days because maybe it will be easier to send them down to Rochester late October than it is at the end of training camp. Maybe it's not. But here's one thing that happened with J.J. Paterka and Jack Quinn that also could be a factor with Isaac, uh, with Yuri Kulik next year. Uh -huh. With Jack Quinn played in Rochester two years ago and J.J. Paterka played in Rochester two years ago, their contract slid, meaning they started their three-year deal last year. The Sabres basically got an extra year out of that, right? Because now it became... It again with it, They can do it with Yuri Kulik. Yuri yeah. Kulik is only a 19-year-old player. He's a 2004. Technically, his pro contract, if he doesn't play in the NHL, doesn't start until the 2024-25 season, right? So mm -hmm. if Yuri Kulik plays in the NHL next year, he plays 10 games or more, then boom, it kicks in the first year of his contract. But if he doesn't play 10 games, it slides. And why I'm saying that is a factor, it's not the ultimate factor, But it is a factor because you have to project what's your salary cap going to be in three years down the road and four years down the road. And getting a Yuri Kulik, and let's see, is third year in the NHL at 918,000, like could be a major bonus for the Buffalo Sabres. And I'm saying, so if Yuri Kulik doesn't make the team next year, stays in Rochester all season, and then the next year comes up to Buffalo in year one of his entry-level deal at $918,000, and you got him for three years that way, that's that's a major bonus. How many goalies are too many goalies? That question to be answered next as we continue September. Sabres Live on WGR and MSG next Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome back. Second half hour of the show. For some, it's afternoon. For some, it's morning. Marty, there are times when you have not, like, talk about coming out of left field, this question. 
after September, <laughs> excuse me, 27th. Uh oh, <laughs> I'm dying. Oh no, you swallowed a bug like Taylor Swift. Hang on, you got to take it for a sec. <laughs> okay, after September 22nd, or therefore, I have no idea what September 22nd is, probably the start of around the start of training camp, or is it a little earlier this year? <laughs> One, once the preseason game ends on September 27th. How many, okay. time, how many times will the Sabres have participated in Kraft Hockeyville? Um, oh, maybe that's why you were coughing and you were like uh, choking on something. You got a little Kraft symbol that uh, had a piece of plastic stuck on it. How many times has that happened? I'd prefer Yancey's fancy right about now. Yeah, I know. Oh. Seriously, right? Um, I will oh. say six, five, six times. Five. Five? Okay. Roberval, Dundas, Marquette. Clinton, and now, dun dun dun, West Lorne. West Lorne. Yeah. I had to Google West Lorne. I know where it I, is now. I, my question would be why? Now, first of all, I say that with all due respect for this incredible grassroots initiative, which has really helped rebuild and renew so many small town rinks across Canada and the U.S. It's been yes. awesome. But my geographical mind, my NHL rivalry mind, my connecting dots from players to their hometown or thereabouts like West Lorne, Ontario, has me stumped as to why this game is not Toronto-Detroit because yeah. the game is being played west of London, Ontario. Why it isn't Toronto, Boston, given that the rink is named after Joe Thornton. Yeah, and, St. Thomas, right? Yeah, but West Lauren, whatever. Like, I mean, yeah. the fact of the matter is Toronto, Boston, current great rivalry. You know what I mean? Joe Thornton. Anyway, or Toronto and the New York Islanders, given that Bo Horvat grew up in this arena in West Lorne. Okay. And you still have the Lamorello connection to Toronto. So now maybe part of this stems from the fact that like, I really don't care to watch Toronto, whether it's preseason or regular season, but I'm actually justified in my comment here. Like, why is it not Toronto, Detroit, Toronto, Boston, Toronto, and the Islanders? I just don't get it. Well, sometimes what's the saying? You, uh, with the forest and the trees, you know, you, 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 you only look at the trees and you can't see the forest or vice versa. I don't know. Somebody mm. on Twitter hit me up with the right saying here. But one of the best rivalry over the last few years has been Toronto Buffalo. Look at the Heritage Classic. Look at the games and the intensity. And now the Tate Thompson, Austin Matthews, you know, but kind of have, like. We have no connection to West Lauren is what I'm well, saying. Well, well, it is. Let's consider it Southern Ontario. Southern it's, Ontario it's Buffalo. Market. Yes, I, I, I get what you said. I would think that Toronto-Detroit, to me, is like blah. Like, I don't feel like Toronto-Detroit is a big rivalry other than it's an original six era, not an original six team because there was more of a team, but original All six right. era. I don't I don't see a, um, a draw uh, as much as I see a Buffalo-Toronto draw because of the two teams and... And and Joe Thornton, I totally agree with you, but I would think that Joe Thornton's going to go there and represent the Toronto Maple Leafs. And right. so 
like you're are you gonna bring Joe Thornton to represent both the Leafs and the Boston Bruins? And the Bruins are probably saying, Dan, you know what? We don't want to do it. We'll do it in the States and not in Canada. I don't know. I just I feel like Toronto Buffalo is a is a fine, fine selection. And that's why someday you'll be in the Sabres Hall of Fame. Well, I I'm also I, I could say I can't I mean, wait not to that see that Sabres beat the Leafs in that game like Ryan Miller did in his speech. And uh-huh. that was fantastic, right? So um, that's why Ryan Miller is in the Sabres okay. Hall of Fame because he did okay. say it in his speech. You're on to goalies. You, of course, oh, because yeah. every single show, you always bring at minimum a singular pearl of wisdom, but more often than not, multiple pearls of wisdom. Wisdoms, if you're Latvian. Um, and you made the point earlier about all of these kids trying to make their way up. Yes. And whether the Sabres will have 13 forward spots on the roster or 14, which all comes back to how many goaltenders they keep. Here's Kevin Adams on the goaltending outlook as it stands today. I understand the question on goaltending. It's an extremely important position. Um, we think about it a lot in our office like we do all positions. Um, I, I personally believe we're in a position of strength. You know, when it comes to this, we, we feel that we have uh, three NHL goaltenders, um, which is a great thing to have. So we're open-minded. Um, whether we go into the season with three, it's not an ideal situation, um, but we're open-minded to it. We'll let, we'll let it play itself out. But at the same point, I'm not doing my job if I'm not in on every conversation around the league and knowing what's out there and what makes sense. And it goes back to what I said to Paul. If, if there's something we think um, will help us now and you know, set us up for sustainable success, then, then we'll, we'll look at it. But uh, I'm excited about the goaltending position, to be honest with you, going into the season. All right. What's the betting line, a wise one? How many goalies are they going to carry? And who will they be? Well, I mean, if you come to the uh, Marty Biron sports book, um, I'm I'm going to handicap this as a uh, two goalie system. No way. I'm not even taking bets on having three goalies to start the season because I don't want to have to pay it out if that's the way it goes. And I get that last year it was a necessity. Craig Anderson was a unique situation with the Buffalo Sabres, right? Um, so it became Anderson, Comrie, that they didn't start with three last year. Like it wasn't a thought at the start to go with three. They knew at some point they were going to get Lucan in some games in the NHL, but they had a two goalie system. Comrie got hurt. UPL came in and then there was, you know, a lot of goalies, a lot of bodies at the end of the season, there was four and it made a big, big impact on my life because I was struggling to comprehend the whole four goalie system. Now, you got to look, if one thing that we learned from Vegas winning the cup and you, you have to take lessons from where you see them is you have to take risk, right? You have to take risk and those risks have to pay off, but you have to take risk. You trusted a young college netminder to come in at the end of the season and give you your best chance to get in the playoffs. I have to think that weighs in a lot as to what you may be looking ahead to next year. Now he still has to earn his spot, but I would think that Devin Levi for me is the one piece that I would think if you are serious about winning, you're looking at Devin Levi as your guy. 
Maybe okay. it's not to play 60 games. Maybe it's 50. Maybe it's 45. But you have to think that he's the guy that gives you that confidence. And you don't have to be scared of losing Comrie or Lukanen either to waivers or in a trade because you have to open up that spot. And if you think that at the end of camp, Levi and Comrie are your two best option, then it means Lukanen goes to the minors. You make it happen. And if it's Lukanen and Levi, your best option, and Comrie has to go to the minors, it stinks. Just like the start of the show where I said Gergensons and Oposo may not be 82-game players. They may be just in a certain role. Well, I'm sorry, Eric Comrie, and I'm sorry, Ukopeka Lukanen, but I'm looking at this team, and I'm looking at putting the best product on the ice and making the playoffs, and I think that Levi is that guy. Now, still has to prove it in cap. Again, I'm excited about camp because of Devin Levi and others, oh. but still has to prove it. But that's, I'm not going with three to start the season. If you have, if you lose one to waivers, then so be it. But mm-hmm. it's really rare that a goalie, unless there's an injury in camp or at the start of the season, gets taken on waivers right away after the end of training camp. Okay, real quick. We just heard the GM on the goalie situation. Why don't we go bigger picture and their approach now that we're a week out from the draft? Well, I don't think I'd say it's philosophy. I think you always have to be open to making our team better. And ultimately, the philosophy I have is every decision we make should should be towards helping us try to win Stanley Cup and have sustainable success. So do I believe that more times than not, it's uh, it's better to keep your first round pick and you know have that and build up your pipeline. And that sustainable success is met by continuing to have that pipeline um, feeder in your organization. But... If we sat, um, you know, and really talked about a situation. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Situation that came across that we felt was the right thing to help us to help us move closer to winning a Stanley Cup and it involved a first-round pick, then we would do it. Marty, what situation would that be that they would part with the first-round pick? A top four defenseman that would be uh, too good to pass on. That's really the only situation I see the Sabres moving on to uh, their pick. And look. Oh, Jay Giles. There's a different scenario when you trade on pick. Oh, there, there it goes. Balding Lakes Wi-Fi. Uh, my one glitch of, the, of, of the, the show. There's a different situation if you trade your first round pick at the trade deadline. Or if you trade next year's first round pick now, you say we're going to, because then your scouting staff is, is prepared for that situation to trade the 13th overall pick at the draft or in the days leading up to the draft. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's sla- it's a slap in the face of your, tra- your scouting staff, but it's definitely a, well, it better be too good to pass on. Right. And that's how I see it. If you trade it at the trade deadline and your staff knows about it, that's fine. But I, I like Jerry Fort and we sat down with him yesterday to tape episode three of our, you know, draft uh, preview show. And I feel like he deserves to go out there and make the pick at 13 because they've earned that unless too good to pass on. You know what Jerry did last night? No. 
closed his laptop for one hour and went to Bidwell Parkway to see live music. No way. I love Yay! it. <laughs> it was awesome. Anyway, inside the work's joke. all been done now, though. The work <laughs> has been done. Work is never done. We call a timeout. We're back after this on Sabres Live. WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Marty Baron is nothing if not a great self-promoter. So he dropped a reference to this in our last segment. We have draft shows available right now yeah. through our social channels and the Sabres website. Here's a little taste and what you'll find in episode one. Sandy and Pelica feels like a little bit of a foil. He's not that length guy. Uh, but offers uh, a little bit more dimension. He's five foot eleven. Plays still a physical, very committed game on both ends of the ice, uh, but just gives them something else in their pool that they're kind of missing as a sort of five foot eleven uh, potential sort of second pairing defenseman long term. Axel Sandin Pelika is probably one of the best defensemen in this draft. Very offensively talented. You know, he's he's more of a puck mover. He's also a very mature player. He spent most of the season in the SHL. His calm and his poise with the puck. You're talking about a guy that never seems to panic in any situation and while under pressure seems to make a lot of the right decisions. Probably underrated defensively because that's not what people are looking at based on his size. But in terms of playing a puck moving, fast paced style of game where exits are so key, where entries are so key, he really fits the bill there. Great stuff from our insiders. Again, it's all available on our social channels right now. Our draft coverage presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. And the draft coverage continues on site next week. Now, we're going to have a full hour Monday with Chris Baker. And that's going to be a really nice setup to us being on location Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday with expanded coverage right here on Sabres Live from noon to 2. Now, Marty, when you look at their draft board right now for the Sabres, and it's down in volume from a year ago, two years, actually, with uh, the number of picks that they are lined up for right now. What do you look at as far as like what's most intriguing that caveat at 13 or the multiple picks early on in day two? Okay. Uh, well, number one, it's 13, right? I mean, it's high enough in the draft that uh, it brings out a special player. It's not a late first round pick where it, it could be exciting to teams, but I think this player at 13 is going to be good. What also I look at is top that the Sabres have four picks in the top 100, right? So when you do the average and you say that's, you know, a pick every 25, you know, so um, that's more picks than the average team. Um, so four picks in the top 100 is definitely a bonus for me. That's usually where you can find NHL players. Yes, there's always the fourth, fifth, sixth rounder that can come through, uh -huh. but the top 100 is is where I look at. Did you know that we uh, made another transaction beyond the Gergensons and Rusek deals yesterday? Nope, did not know that. Have you noticed our graphics looking infinitely better today? they look great all the time so shannon is on board now full time so hi shannon in the control room this is a big development for us she had been previously operating on an ato in season <laughs> now she's got her full entry level deal so we're very excited about that poignant questions to end it here today who wins the calder cup tonight Coachella valley oh it'll be a homer series then all the way through 
Who it will is- be, and it will be Andrew Podorowski, third straight, technically not straight, because there was two years without Calder Cup with three different teams. Unbelievable. Chicago, Charlotte, and then Coachella Valley could be. Uh, I'm really cheering for Potsy. Hall of Fame inductees get announced this afternoon. Who represents the class of 23? You don't have to give me all of them. Just give Henrik Lundqvist, Alexander McGillney, two shoe in. Do you believe both of those comments? Yes. Would you pass a lie detector test? Oh, yes. we're out of time. We'll see you tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.